Good morning, everyone. And thank you again for coming to join us in this special Christmas service. Did you enjoy that? Let's give a big hand to Big Mama and the singers, the children. All glory always goes to God, but all encouragement must come to God's people who serve Him. And so, what a special place Christmas Town is. Have you ever been to a town in which the energy is generated by singing, by angelic singing, by heavenly singing, and, right, the trees are worship indicators of how we are glorifying God in our lives, obeying God in our lives, singing praises to God in our life. And throughout the musical, that little skit, we just saw more singing, more energy, more light in your life, in your hearts, in your home, in your school, in your work. But the reverse is also true. If little or worse still, no singing, no energy, no light in your hearts, in your homes, in your marriages, in your families, everywhere around us. And that summarizes, as it were, the Christmas message. If that happens, when we no longer worship God, darkness comes upon us. Spiritual darkness comes upon us. We may have eyes to see, but we are spiritually blind that God created us, that God sustains us, that God provides for us, that God protects us, because this God loves us. And finally, God has a wonderful message of Christ and Christmas for us. So, if that happens, if we don't sing, darkness comes and complete darkness comes and Christmas town may be gone forever. Oops, but before I go on, did you catch the phrase that Big Mama kept repeating very quickly, a very long word? <laughs> did you catch that? Can you say that word to me? It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right? So it's from a movie called Mary Poppins that shows how old Big Mama is, right? But that word is like a word of exclamation. It may mean nothing, it may mean something. This is just wonderful, right? So throughout this talk, Pastor Chris, right, who is now acting as the mayor, is going to say to you, if I say, when I say, are you ready? You say, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So I try that again. When I say, are you ready? You say? One more time. When I say, are you ready? You say? Then the next thing is, by the end of this service, we want you to be able to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No, no, no. Pastor Chris is just kidding. All right. So, this simple skit leads us to some more serious questions. I call them forever questions. And what are forever questions? Does it matter whether you live in darkness forever or you live in light forever? Does it matter? Of course it does. Does it matter? Imagine walking around in the dark and sometimes it is so pitch dark you can't even see the palm in front of you. We so happen to live in a modern world of electricity and lights all around us. But sometimes when you go on holiday, you go to a country, it's pitch dark or the power goes off, you can't see. Imagine living life like that. You'll be bumping into things and tripping over in life. 
Can you imagine, does it matter, whether you live with or without COVID forever? Can you imagine if the pandemic didn't come to an end, but the grace of God in the timing of God for God's purposes, that you could be in circuit breaker forever? Can you imagine that everywhere you go, you need the ART test? That everywhere you go, you need the mask? Can you imagine that you're going to do home-based learning forever? And your children said, yay. Some children at 9 o'clock said, yeah. But no, it's so miserable not to go to school. I so happened to go to our partner uh, school, right? We are located at the same place, Kochuan Presbyterian, secondary school and primary school. So I walked into primary school to see the principal for something. And I saw the children having PE, physical education, and each child during COVID was given a ball by themselves to bounce by themselves. And when I saw that, that is tragic. Can you imagine that your children go through the whole of primary school, the whole of secondary school with home-based learning, just living life through a computer, through a screen? Can you imagine the days you couldn't go out? And it was everywhere five packs. That means five people. You couldn't go from one household to another household. You don't have to imagine because China is just slowly coming out of it. And the people are just so fed up. We can't live with this forever. We will slowly... Can you imagine if some things were forever? If bad things are forever, you live with helplessness and hopelessness. If good things are forever... You live with hope and joy and peace and purpose and meaning. So, why is the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus 2,000 years ago, so wonderful? And why should we celebrate Christmas forever? So it doesn't matter whether you accept or reject. Hey, did you hear what Big Mama said when she got a call from me? Right? The thing that lights up the world is the B-I-B-L-E. The Bible is God's Word to us. And unless God speaks His Word into our lives, into your mind, into your heart, into your relationships, you will live in darkness. You will walk in darkness. And that darkness is you will live in selfishness. You won't be able to love the people you're supposed to love, created by God, given to you. So let's listen to the good news. Let's read a portion of this. Right? Pastor Chris is going to read this first passage first. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. Why? For you have found favour with God. Not because she was good, but God was just merciful and gracious to choose her to do His purpose, to fulfil His will. Verse 31, sentence 31, you see the number there? And behold, Mary... What will happen to you? You will conceive. But the child you will conceive is so special, is so unique, is so awesome, no child was ever conceived like that. The child you will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and Jesus means God saves. God is our salvation. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, the name Jesus, which was originally Joshua, becomes Jesus, is God delivers us. And in earthly terms, He delivers us from enemies. Have you ever been delivered? Right? So somebody was just saying that they were travelling overseas and in a third world country, and as they were standing alone, she saw that some people were coming up, a gang was coming up to her, and she was actually in Paris. 
right? Not third world country, first world country, right? And uh, it was a gang of gypsies. And she knew that they were coming for her because she looks like a foreigner. And she didn't know where to go. She saw a group of French folks. She walked towards them. Have you ever been delivered from enemies, from robbers, from thieves, from danger, from disease? And Mary says, can you read this for me? You read. And Mary said, What does this all mean? We're putting the verses together in chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4 to give you a big picture. And it says this in Luke 1, 77, 76, 77. And this was the promise of another child to Elizabeth, her cousin. And she will bear the child, John the Baptist, who will be the announcer to Jesus. And you, and you child, will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways to, go, to do what? To give them knowledge. Knowledge of what? Can you tell me? Knowledge of salvation to His people. And this, God saving His people, can only, God can only save you, God can only save you after He forgives you of His sin. God can only save you to become a child of God and to live with Him forever and ever in heaven after He's forgiven your sin forever and ever. So, I'm going to say to you, some things are true. And when I say something is true, you say, not a story. Not a story, not a fairy tale. So the first thing I want to say to you is, the Bible is true. And you say, this is history, not a story. This is fact, not fiction. This is real, not a movie. This is not made up. This is God's word about God's son. And then Luke will carry on recording this. He was a doctor. He was well-trained. He was meticulous with knowledge. He knows how to treat medically. He also now knows how God saves us spiritually. And here, he, here is what he writes. And what does he write? Now when the sun was setting, all those who had, who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus. And as people brought the sick to Jesus, he laid hands on them and some of them were healed. Oh, I just read wrongly. Maybe Pastor Chris is old or tired. Can you tell me? Every one of them, and he healed them. So Jesus healed all who was brought to him. So as Jesus grew from the baby, born humbly in a manger, among animals, in complete humility, he grew up, and in complete humility under God, and in complete love for God and for God's people, he does this. What else does he do besides heal diseases? And demons, and the Bible speaks of demons under their chief, and their chief is called the devil or Satan. And demons also came out crying, you are the son of God, the spiritual realm, a spiritual world in which God is real, and then Satan opposes God, and his demons oppose God and his purposes. But you, but he rebuked them, and would not allow them to speak because in the spiritual world, unseen world, they knew that he was the Christ, which means God's chosen king, his end time king. That means end time means after he comes, Jesus comes as king, there's no more other king. He is the final king and he is the eternal king. And so 
Whatever you do not know, after this Christmas presentation, after this Christmas message that you're listening to, you have to make a choice every day for the rest of your life until you go, until you pass on. And what is the choice you have to make? You have to choose between two forevers, two permanent status. The first forever is if you choose to live without God's offer of His Son, Jesus, born so humbly in a manger, you will actually live under the devil forever. Because the Bible tells us that the devil has been sinning against God and leading sons and daughters of God away from God. If you live under the devil's influence, you will sin forever against God in your mind, in your thoughts, with your words and your actions, your deeds. Though you want to stop sinning, you cannot. Thinking the sinful thoughts, you can't stop saying the, the, un, unhappy, the unloving words, the hurtful words to others, the harmful words towards others, and doing bad things. And all of us will grow up, grow old, suffer diseases, and die. And that's living under Satan. And that is darkness forever. But if you hear what God is saying to you in His Word, and His Word, the Bible, keeps pointing us to Jesus, born so humbly in a manger, to die so humbly on a cross. So from His humble birth to His death on the cross, Jesus, by His death on the cross, washed you clean of sin, destroyed the devil's work, and makes you to be a child of God. So you will live with God forever. Your sins are forgiven forever. In thought and word and deed, everyone seated here, 1,300 of us here, in both services, right? Every one of us sins against God in thought and word and deed. Is that right? I don't have to ask for your agreement. That's absolutely true. But because of Jesus, we are now given God forever, forgiven forever, healed forever, firstly physically in Jesus' ministry and life, and then spiritually with salvation so that we can have life, eternal life forever. That is why Jesus is so great. Amen? Remember the first song that we sang? Seemed like so long ago. Hark the herald, angels sing, peace on earth, God and sinners reconcile. Big word for the younger ones. God and sinners at peace, no longer at war. Born, Jesus, born that you and me, men, no more may die. Born to give us second birth. And that's wonderful, don't you think? So I say, are you ready to worship Jesus? And you say, you've forgotten, right? <laughs> I say, are you ready? And you say, super candy, fragilistic, expialidocious. There's a song that I like from a good friend of ours who has come to ARPC from Australia. His name is Colin Buchanan. We pray that he will come again for our church camp next year so that both children and families and adults can be ministered to. He wrote a song called Real Hope. And he wrote this song as he came to minister to us, as he arrived in Singapore to start his ministry with us many years ago. He got the news the night he arrived that his father passed away in Sydney, Australia. But before he came, he already made peace with God and made peace with his father and told his dad, who was a Christian, I'm going to serve God in Singapore with Adam Road Presbyterian Church because Pastor Chris invited me. 
if anything should happen, I'll see you in heaven. And the father said, okay. He wrote this song. And the song says, I have real fears. I do real sin. And I hurt the ones I cherish and adore. The very people you're supposed to love, your father and mother, who now seem so irritating and frustrating to you, the very husband or wife you're supposed to love, whom you now no longer give thanks to God for, but quarrel with them from morning to night. We hurt and we hum. So I have real fears. Do you have real fears? What are your fears? And here's a true story that a 61-year-old woman crashed her car because as she was driving, a cockroach appeared on her dashboard. I do not know. You look at this, you laugh. It may be nervous laughter. If you were driving by yourself and a cockroach or a lizard appeared on your dashboard or jumped onto your steering wheel, would you crash your car? I'm not sure. That happened to me once. I was driving. We had a work with our boys' brigade and girls' brigade in Woodlands. As we were driving there, right, a lizard appeared on my dashboard. And I was very tempted to be afraid. But that time, I had a lady sitting beside me. She was the girls' brigade captain, and we were going to minister there together. So as the lizard appeared, I said, nothing. <laughs> but if I was by myself, <laughs> we have real fears. When you are by yourself, without people looking at you, you show how you are really fearful behind closed doors in your heart. And then we do real sin. And what is the real sin we do? We hurt the ones you should cherish and adore. God didn't give you parents. God didn't give you a coco or a titi or a cheche or a meme to, to be envious of them, to be frustrated with them, to be ambitious against them, to be insecure because of them. But we do. And so we have real fears. We do real sin. But we also have real joys in life. So if you're new with us, you may not know, but Chris, Pastor Chris, I love dogs. And so we had a dog, Polo. Right? And he brought us real joy. He brought us real joy, Polo. Yep. Oh, no. I missed a slide, right? I, I missed a slide. Sorry, let me go back before I go to Polo. So somebody said, if the only tool in your life, the only toy you have is a hammer, Everything looks like a nail. Think about that. So the next slide comes on. I think there's a slide there. If your only tool is hammer, everything looks like a nail. That means you walk around like a hammer. So you're either the hammer or you get hammered. Because you're every day finding fault over your lunch, over your breakfast, over your lunch, over your dinner, over the way you raise your children, over your dressing, over the way you speak, over the way you walk. Right? All the things that you do, you and me, without God, you walk around either as the hammer, nailing people with your thoughts, with your words and your deeds, or you walk around being hammered by people's thoughts and words and deeds. And when you face that, even as a young child, you say, enough, enough, dad and mom, enough. We do real sin, but we also have real joys and real sadness. So back to my polo story, my dog. So we call him a Westie, a West Highland Terrier. Brought great joy to us. And one Chinese New Year, Mona, my wife, gave him an ang pao, right, for being a good dog. It was empty. <laughs> so he brought us great joy with the whole family. But very sadly, Polo, at about 12 years old, 
grew old, became sick, and he passed away this year, early this year. And we had to cremate him according to the law. And Auntie Mona and me had to go and witness this. And we felt real sadness when he died. If you can see and zoom in, you can see Auntie Mona crying. Right? Though she thinks, though she thinks keeping a dog is so much trouble, but in her heart she actually loved Polo so much. If you will miss a pet and you feel the sadness and the sorrow when they pass on, how much more sadness and sorrow will you feel when your grandpa or grandma who dotes on you, loves you, cares for you, will do anything for you to bring you up, passes on. How much sorrow and sadness will you feel in your heart when your dad or your mum dies suddenly? How much sorrow and sadness will you feel when your brother or sister or friend passes away? We never know. If you read the news, there was just a fire, and in that fire, a National Service man went because it was part of SCDF, and then he died in that fire. Life is totally uncertain. And that's why when you read the Bible, which is God's Word, that gives us light for our darkness of life, this is what Luke says. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. You see the forever word? When God's Son comes, Jesus, born humbly in the manger, die humbly and humiliated on the cross, it is to install Him as the rightful King of the universe and the rightful King over your heart, the rightful King over your thoughts, the rightful King over your tongue, the rightful King over your hands and your feet. You don't have the right to use your life any way you want. You're supposed to use your life to love God with all your heart and mind and soul and to love others made in the image of God. So why is Jesus forever? Why is Jesus forever? Because He's the fulfillment of God's forever promise to David. God made a promise to King David in the Old Testament that from your line, from your line, hundreds of years later, would come the final king the end-time king and the eternal king. And so God fulfilled it in Jesus and God with us. And when you listen to this, that is why Jesus is so great. Then I say, are you ready to worship Jesus? And you say, there's one young boy here who can say that very quickly. Can you beat him? And I say, are you ready? And you say, and I say, Jesus is true, and you say, not a story, not a fairy tale, not a movie, not a Marvel movie, not an avatar, not a superhero. Can you imagine if you're being tempted, you call upon a superhero? Can you imagine if you're ICU, you call upon Santa? Nobody's going to turn up for you. But whatever you go through in life, in sorrow and in joy, you call upon Jesus and you have a Saviour, a Saviour 
who will deliver you from the works of the devil, forgive you of all your sins, and make you to be a child of God forever and ever. That's why we sang the second song, Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's why we sang Silent Night. And what was special about Silent Night? The special thing about Silent Night, it was sung in different languages, in English, in Mandarin, in Malay, and don't forget that sign language is a language while we are here on earth. And that is the promise of God, that he who died in Jerusalem, the message about him has spread all over the world to Europe, to Africa, to Asia, to Malaysia, to Singapore. And here you sit, December 25th in Singapore, listening to a man die on the cross for you, come in humble birth for you, because Jesus loves you and saves you. So Christmas forever, does it matter whether you believe or reject Jesus forever? Does it matter? I say to you, it matters. It matters more than living in darkness forever. It matters more than living in COVID forever. It matters. Without Jesus, you become a bundle of fears and you do real sin. And you keep running one, from one fake light to another fake light. You say, when I finish school, my, light, my life will be full of light and hope. Then you say, when I get my first job, my life will be full of light and hope. When I find a girlfriend, a boyfriend, when I get married, my life will be full of light and hope. When I get children, my life will be full of light and hope. None of those things are going to give you light. Jesus is God's light for the world. Why? Because no one has ever done this for you and me. He wept real tears for the fallen one. He anguished over sin's dreadful cause. And on a real cross, he cried, Father, curse them. Did he say that? Father, forgive them. His real life drained away. These are the words of real hope by Colin Buchanan. And he finishes with this. I bet all I have on Jesus. I will throw myself on him, the one who died a real death for real sin. I bet all I have on Jesus. Throughout eternity, I will marvel at the real hope my Saviour won for me. That's why as he landed here and began his ministry with us years ago, as his father passed away in Sydney, he could say with confidence to his father, I will see you in heaven. Not much use, I'll stay back here. I'm just going to go out and share the good news of Jesus. So it's about seven days before the new year begins. What will 2023 bring to you? What will 2023 bring to you? Next slide. What sin might you commit next year? I'm not sure. What hidden sin might you commit? Which relationship will break up? Will your marriage break up? Will your family break down? Will you see daddy leave mummy? Will daddy take your cocoa and mummy take, your, take you as titi? That's not the way God designed life. What sickness might strike you? As I speak to you, I've just come back from Sydney. From being there at the funeral of my nephew-in-law, my seven sisters' son-in-law, who about five, six weeks ago was diagnosed with autoimmune, and then he just passed away. He was only 47. He leaves behind a nine-year-old daughter. 
as I finally landed there with Mona to comfort my sister and my niece and my grandniece. The moment we saw each other, we just hugged each other. I could only say sorry because there's nothing I could do. We prayed with all our hearts for him to be healed. We prayed for all our hearts that he would live. We prayed with all our hearts. But in God's purpose and timing, God took him. So Tiffany asked her mother, when she realised that dad was in ICU, and he was ICU a long time, and then the mother came back one day because the doctors had said, we have done everything possible. Get ready to say goodbye. And she told Tiffany that dad is going to pass away. What do you think Tiffany said? Cried and cried, and then finally said, does that mean I'm going to grow up without a father forever? And the mother had to say yes. What hope can you give her? Apart from us going there and offering Jesus to her and offering Jesus in the gospel message and see her strengthened with the living hope that she will see her dad when Jesus returns in all his glory. Our darkness cannot snuff out God's true light in Jesus. From the manger to the cross, this is the message. God wants to love you forever. God wants you for himself forever. And God wants you. So how to accept Jesus? How to accept Jesus? For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. From this point onwards in Luke's Gospel, Mary becomes an example. Mary becomes a model of how to respond to God's gift. And what is the response? You humbly believe. You humbly accept. Though we, like her, don't understand everything, we just know that God loves us enough to do the best thing for us. And the best thing for us is sending His Son so that we will not live in sin and death forever. Sin and death will not be the last word in your life. Your Saviour, Jesus, and eternal life will be the last word in your life. That is why when we sang, Oh, Holy Night, and there's a line in Holy Night, right? Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine, this is a night like no other. When was the last time you fell on your knees? When was the last time you fell on your knees? And thank God that Jesus, His birth, everything about His birth was special. Special is too light a word. Everything about His birth was unique. That is too light a word. Everything about His birth was awesome. I tell you what, pizza is not awesome. Pasta is not awesome. Bacho me is not awesome. Chakwetiao is not awesome. McDonald's is not awesome. The birth of Jesus is awesome. There's never been a birth like that. The death of Jesus is awesome. The resurrection of Jesus is awesome. It is special. It is unique. It is one and only. And so you have to believe in Him. And how do you accept Jesus? How do you accept Jesus? It's as easy as ABC. But easy doesn't mean simple because it costs God His Son. 
A, you confess, you acknowledge your sin. You confess, I'm proud, I've lived life my own way without God. B, you believe that only one person can save you. It is Jesus. Humble birth, humble death. Not for anything He did, but everything you did against God and against others. And then C, you carry on believing Him every day in every way. And that is how we experience Christmas forever in your life. So if you give your life to Jesus and we encourage you to, or you straight away we encourage you to re-devote and rededicate your life to Jesus, I'm going to close with a prayer very soon. But how does Christmas forever turn up in your life? Christmas forever turns up in your life is experienced with two W's. The first W is you worship Jesus in your heart and your homes. You devote yourself and your family to worship God in your hearts and your home. So watch this video of how we teach our children to worship God at home. It's a great day. Sliding in the light of God, walking in the light of God, jumping in the light of God. Hey, let's give them a big hand. They were part of the singing team up in front. So if you believe in Jesus, you must pass it on to your children. You worship God in your own heart day by day. As you begin the day, you commit the day to Him. You ask for protection and deliverance from the evil one. You ask for his blessing of love and peace and joy in your life. You ask to be... The second W is you witness for him. So last night was Christmas Eve. What do you do besides eating turkey and putting on weight? Some of us went out caroling. And we went out caroling to... We adopted a dom of migrant workers at 61 Gould Drive during COVID. And we could host them not all of them could come out. A small group came out. And a team hosted them to what? To caroling an open-top bus on Orchard Road. Isn't it wonderful? And that's our deacon, Brian Tay, giving a simple Christmas message to the Bangladeshi man, the Indian man, who are here without their wives, without their children, for many years. And the only time they're treated with love and respect and dignity is when we, as God's people, go out to love them. So two ways to experience Christmas forever. We worship Him in our hearts and our homes. We pass it on to our children that no day must end without reading God's Word and singing praises to Him. Amen? And we witness to Jesus in any small way we can. And so, are you ready to believe in Jesus? I pray you are. I'm going to ask the musician to come up now to prepare ourselves. I'm going to pray a prayer for all of us. If God has brought you here by the circumstances of your life, I do not know what joys you've experienced, what sorrows you've experienced, what gains, what losses, but if God has spoken to you in this very simple skit and this very simple good news message about Jesus, 
and you know you live in darkness and you cannot afford another year, you cannot afford another day, you cannot afford another moment living life by your own wisdom and strength because you walk around like a hammer or you walk around being hammered, then I pray that you will pray to believe in Jesus as your personal Saviour and Lord. Amen? So we're going to quieten ourselves and we're going to go, shh. We're all quieting ourselves in reverent prayer before God. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you and we praise you that you are a wise creator, so generously making us in your image. We thank you for providing for us, protecting us, all the things that you are in your character, all the things that you do for us, we usually do not acknowledge. We are so sorry for being so forgetful of you. We are so sorry for turning you away. We are so sorry for living life our own way. We have real fears. We do real sins. We live with darkness all around us. Thank you for sending us Jesus. I accept Jesus as my Saviour and my Lord. And know that by accepting Jesus as my Saviour and my Lord, I'm set free to be your child forever. With sins forgiven forever. With eternal life offered to us forever. I accept Jesus as my Saviour and my Lord. And I pray to worship you in my heart, in my home. And I pray to witness unto you. Please accept my prayer. Make me a child of God for your glory forever and ever. Amen.